0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week here in the LA Studio is Nick Lamone. Hey, everybody. Joining us remotely are Sam Claiborne.
1: Here we go! <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that Tim a robot? Auditioning, I what I'm said.
1: auditioning. There's a, there's a new Mario voice open up out there I can beat. Yeah. Oh. If I do really good.
2: And yeah. Mark Medina. Here do as well. you think they're still hunting for the voice of Mario for Mario Wonder? They're like, we <laughs> haven't nailed it down me, yet.
1: they're going to throw out everybody else. They're going to say. <laughs> Who was that Mario-like man?
2: They're like, also, be... you have you have a month to record three lines. <laughs> I just want to be a Mario ambassador.
3: That's all. That's all I really want out but of it.
0: No one knows what that is still. Not even Charles Martinet knows what that but is. But I want. <laughs> okay. What does uh, What does Mario say when he throws Bowser off
1: the the ledge? Mark, is it so long, King Bowser? Uh, I think it's Big Bowser.
2: I, so I, long, it, so it long could be Bowser. Bowser.
1: So
2: Bowser. Okay. I think it's Big Bowser. Yeah. I like King Maybe Bowser. Maybe he's just saying,
1: so long, go Bowser.
2: Yeah, you could be. Yeah.
1: Mark, you well, played that level more than anybody I, on Earth.
2: I know, um, but there's no subtitles in the game. I've looked.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't find any. <laughs> That's going to
2: be the job for the next Mario ambassador. Exactly.
0: <laughs> to write subtitles for Mario <laughs> yeah. Okay, so your first job
2: today. <laughs> go back to 1996 mm-hmm. game.
0: Well, in any case, we've got a great show for you this week. There are so many big games out now that we need to talk about, especially since we had the week off last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Man, there's just a lot to get to. Um, We'll talk about the updates we've learned from Super Mario Bros. Wonder, which I think is looking awesome. And I will share the absolute best game I've been playing lately, and the answer might surprise you. But first... What surprised me? Starfield. The seven heard round the world. What a (laughs) spicy week... This has been for uh, yeah. everyone out there in the, in the gaming community. Starfield, we're all playing it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. some of us have beat it. Actually, one of us have beaten it. Sam has beaten it.
1: I think Mark and uh, I have both beat it. I beat it yep. before Mark, though. Mark he and I did. got stuck in the same part near the end of the game.
2: Really? Yeah, they they kind of throw a, a thing at you. Like they're like, "Hey, you actually don't need to do this." And then at well, the end of the game, they're is. like, it's "Never just, mind." It's
1: just, it's- It's not a spoiler. There's just a space battle, and you didn't have to have a space battle before that. You could have opted into space battles before that, but by the end of the game, you have to do one. Mm -hmm. And both of us had very underpowered ships because game doesn't care if you upgrade your ship or not. It it just doesn't care. Starfield don't care.
2: Yeah. It's one of those it's it's one of those like I'm not complaining about it. The game does allow you to ignore that entire mechanic. And I did. And then it's like, oop. Shouldn't have done that, though. You're dead. <laughs> what did you end up doing? Did you just end up stealing a ship? Like they... I stole, I stole the ship. Yep.
1: Yeah. And if then, anybody wants a better yeah. ship, you don't need to upgrade or build your ship or anything. What you do yeah. is you land on your planet, any planet, and you just listen for the sound of engines. And like maybe one, what do you say, Mark? Maybe one out of three times it, a ship it's pretty flies often, over yeah. when you land, and then you look in the sky and look for that ship lands because it won't show up on your map. Mm-mm. And then you run towards that ship. And it's usually a bunch of settlers that are like, "Man, we landed and we're just out of water. Do you have any water?" And you just get on their <laughs> ship and fly away, and there's zero consequences. Yeah.
3: I mean, you got to put them out of their misery at the very least, right? Now you, 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 you are
2: by you are by not giving them the water. <laughs> But they can
1: always walk 700 meters to an abandoned research station yeah. or 300 meters to a geographical nom- anomaly or geolo- geological anomaly. Like, the map has plenty. It'll randomly generate whatever they need. <laughs> Is that
0: just like, just like real life. <laughs> okay, so Sam and Mark have beaten it. I'm about eight hours in myself, so I, I according to a lot of people, I could be about halfway through the yeah, main story. You, you, you probably got like an hour left. <laughs> Uh, my short answer is that I like it and I'm having fun with it. But maybe I'll let I'll let the, the people who have actually beaten it first go first. Sam, what do you think about Starfield?
1: I think it is a bunch of cool stuff from Bethesda games in there that I really like, um, including like uh, some you know cool story missions with permutations that are interesting and that are really cool in game a uh, uh, handoff to the new game plus, but there's a bunch of, there's, that's really neat. And then like, you know, combat's fine and everything. I have no problem with that. It just doesn't have any exploration. It doesn't have a world to explore. It doesn't have strange new worlds to encounter. Mm-hmm. It just has nothing. It has the barest bones, no man's sky at launch minus a hundred. Like it <laughs> yeah. just has nothing. It, 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 you can land on planets and it randomly generates a cave and you'll see that cave a thousand times mm-hmm. if you go to a thousand yeah. planets and then it might be a research station, a few other things. It doesn't have anything where you're gonna be like, I had the coolest thing happen to me last night. And then your friend can say, oh, I wanna go do that too, because everything's randomized. So I just think for me, for Bethesda games, for specifically Bethesda games, what I wanna do is like look up at the horizon and be like, whoa, that sign looks weird. or that mountain looks weird or what's flying over there and then walk to it and explore it and then be rewarded for that. And this, it's not just that you can, you know, not find things to walk towards. I mean, if a planet is blue and you're like, I really like blue planets, I want to see what that looks like. Sure, land on it. There's going to be a lot of blue rocks on that planet. And then you look around and you look around and everything is randomly generated. It'll be like three geological formations, maybe some plants, and then, you know, maybe a research station that you landed near to check out. But if you go in that station, there's no guarantee that you're going to be like, your friend is going to say in Skyrim, oh my gosh, did you do that? Because when you go out of there, you you... you you're a vampire and it's like really cool. And like, you can do all these things or maybe there's a sword in there that everybody really likes, but not in this game, because that's been randomly generated. So you go in there and like it, you there, you, do, you don't even know if there's going to be like a perk magazine or the mm-hmm. equivalent of a pit boy or anything because you might not find that and there's no rules about it. And very well, you might come out of there with fewer, you know, with too much inventory and, and a 200 credits. And like, I don't yeah. know, like it's just, it's not a, it's, it's missing that part of the Bethesda game. And what's, what's there does not make up for it for me personally.
2: Yeah. Yeah. In a game that rewards you so handsomely with credits, like I, you can get a hundred thousand credits in, in no time at all. And so in a game where you, you spend 45 minutes clearing an outpost and you're like, I made 3000 bucks from that. Like that, yeah. that's nothing. Right. That's, that's, that's nothing to me. Um, I, I'm with Sam a lot. Like I do like the game. I I, I me too. Very, I like the game also. I very much agree with our seven. I think Dan's review is great. I think you should read the words. If you don't agree with the score, and he will convince you because the, it's a very well written, written review, and he justifies it uh, very well. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I'm I i like I'm liking the characters a lot more than I think other people on staff have been. Like, I'm a Sarah Morgan simp. I think she's great. <laughs> uh, a lot of people don't really like her. Um, she's the there's first a lot person of, that
0: follows you
3: around? Yeah, she's the constellation yeah, yeah, person yeah, that follows yeah. you around.
2: I'm with, I'm with her, too. I think the, the gunplay, and there's been, you know, it's known that id Software kind of helped them out with the gunplay. It shows. I think the gunplay is really cool. Uh, I, I, at this point, we can't say that like powers are not that thing people you get the powers a couple hours in uh they're cool i think some of them are i think most of them are useless but some of them are really cool um,
1: there, there's two categories it's like useless and overpowered <laughs> yeah. like there's another category yeah. there's another category from the end of the game which is why the hell didn't they give me this earlier there's oh, powers for collecting resources it's like, so, so <laughs> resources, and it's like yeah. okay now you can just hit a button to run past everything you could mine that's just neat yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it's very rude to, to be handed the keys to the kingdom after you've spent like a hundred hours doing all this yeah. stuff. Hey everybody um, by the way, don't
1: mind anything. Yeah, you just don't, don't need it till just the end don't. of the game. You don't <laughs> need it till the end of the game. And then when you and, and even then you don't need it, but if you want to play with systems, you could use materials. But there's uh, many other ways to get them and also like you get a thing where you snap your fingers and all the rocks fly into your back. Oh,
2: that's yeah, if good you know. are itching to, to build a, an outpost that serves no function, then uh, yeah, then then wait for that. Uh, there's there's three things I don't like about the game. Two of them are Todd Howard's fault, well Bethesda's fault, and one of them is my fault. Okay. Uh, the 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 first thing I don't like, and this is this, I'm gonna say this is Bethesda's fault, is they. For one, I think the game kind of falls short of what they made for Fallout 4. I think I think it's a step back in a lot of their systems. I, I agree with you. And and like something inventory. inventory being a huge part of it. <laughs> uh something something happened between 2015 and 2023, right? Uh we got Breath of the Wild and we got Elden Ring. Two games mm-hmm, that like mm-hmm. turned open world exploration into something we we never thought was like possible and Bethesda said we're not. We're. We don't. We're not going to learn any lessons from any of that. <laughs> we, we, we're. We're going to make a game that has no. No exploration at all. Uh, and, and then the second thing is is like, I. I think the graphics are just not that good, and that's hmm. that's kind of a bummer. Like in 2023, I'm playing Mark, on a PC. You're playing a, a good rig, right? I, I have an RTX 4090, and I think this game just most of the time, I think it looks good on like moons. But that's because there's like not that many textures. I mean, the HDR tree, is fundamentally
3: broken on PCs. So right, right. It just the, doesn't work. The,
2: the The moment a tree lands in, the, like I see a tree in this game, I'm like, oh no, is that a tree <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. from, the, from I, I think Xbox Three Sixty? There's some
1: like there's some de- d- uh, on the Xbox. It looks good. There's details <laughs> that are really impressive. Like sometimes somebody will show, like we've been sharing pictures with each other, and somebody shared like a accidental kill they did in a room. And then you zoom in on a coffee mug, and there's like a blood spatter, like on the coffee mm-hmm. mug. That like looks looks like perfect. You just that has no bearing on you having fun in the game. But I was impressed at times with stuff like that. But you know, it, it does also look like Fallout people talking with rubber faces, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, and, and then, the and, and the outsides are like there's not many exteriors anyway, right? It's like a, mm-hmm. a bare planet and a couple
2: cities. The the handcrafted cities, cities like 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 neon looks really really cool like they did the, the like the global illumination and it and it shows like it does it does look really cool uh but sam basically covered everything when it comes to exploration like this is that that It's their fault. They said that this game had unparalleled exploration when I would argue that the exploration is very paralleled. Many other games have added exploration and, and have done it way better. So the moment I stopped looking at this as an exploration space exploration game and started looking at it as a Bethesda game with a space setting. I liked it a lot more because I was like, "This yeah, just like isn't Mass what effect. I thought it was." G- it's it's way closer to Mass Effect than it is to uh, mm. No Man's Sky. Like, you are well, not exploring yeah. in this game; you are talking to people. The mm-hmm. problem is, is the story is not as good as Mass Effect. So then uh, yeah, you are just kind of sure. like, "What? What, well, what are we doing here?"
1: I, 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 I know, I like just to keep on, you know, coming down and start, field, uh, which is unnecessary because yeah, you know, I did have fun playing it, but mm-hmm. like the, the Mass Effect world for me is just more interesting. Like, it's not yes. a NASA punk game; it's just a NASA game. Like, it's just, it's just the spaceships are samey, the planets are samey. And what do you get? Well, the same thing you get on earth, like a a religious zealots, a a militant faction, (laughs) you know, like criminals, like, it's just not interesting. A cowboy faction? Those are not interesting. Like, like, like mass effect. You're like, oh, this species are jellyfish that are proselytizing to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's cool. You know, mm-hmm. like that's different, or like this is a species that's like doesn't have a gender, and like there's romance options for them. Like that's like really interesting in that game, or like you know the the the, the Battlestar Galactica knockoff of the uh, the species that was is only in their ships because their planet was destroyed. Like it's just really neat stuff when you have aliens. Like that makes it neat, but yeah. like you know, like in Starfield, like you're just going to encounter a lot of like people that are like trying to settle or trying to sell you on something
2: mm-hmm. yeah. or a scientist. The, the, the- also, the AI is just really weird. You can point your guns at people, nobody reacts. Like, there's a yeah, lot yeah. of like weird old gen situation. stuff in this game. Yeah.
3: Every time you I finish a put, conversation, I my... accidentally pull out my gun. I'm like, oh, sorry, dude, sorry, I didn't yeah, mean to do I, that. I, I kept putting my
2: gun <laughs> down in towns, and I'm like, oh, actually, they don't care. Like, mm-hmm. at all. The uh, most yeah, you'll get shit, is yeah. if you if if you shoot a gun, Sarah will be like, hey, there's a time and place for that. And you're like, <laughs> okay, my bad. Yeah. My bad. the the last the last the last point I'll make for for Starfield is like. Um, I've played the game for probably close to 70 hours. To me, that's that's enough. I expected to play the game more. And that's where I'm saying is like, that's my third point where I say it's my fault. I expected more from the game. But the time I've had with it, I did enjoy. But I didn't expect that by September 7th, I would already be more than willing to move on. Hmm. And I am more than willing to move on. Like, I'm I'm done. But also, like... Anything that me and Sam are saying or anybody on this podcast or anybody on any podcast is saying about this game should not deter you if you are, like, loving it. That of course. A review should never live rent-free in anybody's mind, right? We gave the game a of seven. Course. That should only factor in whether you buy the game or not. The moment you have it, you shouldn't think about anybody's review ever again. Just play the game. Don't think about what Mark said on a podcast or Sam said. Just play the game. And if you're loving it, just, just – that's it. Yeah, that's all. Know, it's as simple are a lot as that. Of people
0: love it. I mean, the game is a huge hit. Even it was even before it was million fully, yep. concurrent players. Even mm-hmm. before it was fully released, the what they did with yep. the their early access was actually mm-hmm. like, like whether or not how, whether or not you like it, no matter how you feel about it, a shrewdly brilliant business move by Xbox because like. <laughs> A game that was formerly going to just, you know, be in everyone's uh, Game Pass, day mm-hmm. one. So Xbox would not have received any additional income from that. They figured out a way to get people to buy it anyway. I doubled it. Well, I did too, that, that, and I'm not mad
2: a, about it. it. It's actually not a new practice. They did this with Forza as well. That, yeah, yeah, they did it with Forza, but this is a bigger... And it, it also released, bigger, yeah, sure, The
3: sure. Early sure. Access also released ahead of, in the U.S., uh, a four-day weekend or a three-day yeah. weekend. Yes, yes, so it was so just it was like, like oh. well, I, I got took a four-day weekend. <laughs> I, I work Gamescom, okay? I get an extra day. Yeah. So it was very much like, oh, I got a whole giant weekend to play this brand-new yeah. Bethesda game. Like, of course I'm going to do it. Why not? It's yeah. like one of the biggest uh, games of the year. Mm-hmm.
0: It's The FOMO gets you, and the FOMO got me. Everybody I mean, was talking yeah. about it, so I was like, okay. I'm, I was not planning on... Purchasing this early, but I went ahead and did it. Um, Damon,
1: what do you think so far? Like, what's your like, take on it? Like
0: I said, I like it. I'm, I'm eight hours in, which, according to many people, is a few hours before it gets really good. <laughs> I would say that's terrible <laughs> game design. I expect a game you know. to be really good when I press the start button.
3: It gets good in the second um,
0: season, Damon. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I am like yeah, sixty hours it. in. <laughs> I do think it's like it's like it's the cookie cutter Bethesda style game, but I don't I don't think it's up to the standard of Fallout or Skyrim. Fallout has the cool, it has uh, the, the, like, the 50s, the kitschy 1950s. It has personality. Setting. It has yeah. that personality. Yeah. And it has the VATS system mm-hmm. in combat, which I love. Yeah. The combat feels very love basic that. to me in, in um, <laughs> Starfield. And then Skyrim, you know, I, I can like, I have wield magic spells out of, you know, both of my hands. It's mm-hmm. just like a lot more interesting than just walking around with a pistol and shooting people in Starfield. And I think the fact that the world is split up among all these planets somehow makes Starfield mm-hmm. feel smaller than Fallout yeah. or Skyrim. It
3: feels more disjointed to yeah. me because I'm in, I'm in that same boat and, and not to be a broken record or hammer the nail even harder, <laughs> but it really feels like this is the first time Bethesda has designed a game that is Like, there is no incentive to explore because all of the systems designed Mm -hmm. around getting from point A to point B are designed to show you what the authored experiences are at each location that you want to go to. And there's no real reason to roam off the authored experience unless you really want to collect resources for an outpost. But it sounds like, really, as long as you play through the main game, you'll get everything you need just by, you know, stuff that they introduce later on. That said... Totally agree. Love the uh, gunplay moment to moment. I really feel the evolution of the moment-to-moment combat from Fallout 4. The big highlight for me being the zero-g space casino. Mm. And I'm like taking it over oh, from yeah. bandits. Like, And you know, you're know, you using your kinetic weapons, you accidentally firing a shotgun while in zero-g. And it <laughs> pushes you back up against the wall. I was like, okay, that rocked. Mm. Also, love the... I, I did not like the ship combat. But then once I was like, okay, hold on. I need to to unpack the ship combat because I'm getting smoked every time I'm going after these bandits. What's going on? Anytime I have to take on three or more bandits in space, Mm -hmm. having a bad time. Here's a pro tip. Upgraded my ship. I, I did actually upgrade my ship. I changed parts out. I designed a ship that I wanted. Get your mobility to as close to 100 as possible, and the game will feel so much better when you're doing open air space combat.
1: But when you did your ship upgrades, did you actually uh, upgrade your skills to do the real upgrades, or did you just do it within the I, class?
3: I did both, so I, I took the perks that yeah, allowed a vast style targeting. So yeah, it is a You can a recommend
1: that, but it's a huge amount of work to just get to that basic level of ship build, which, like, that also, like, kind of makes me a little bit like, nervous to start it. I, I did it now, but, like, when I was looking at, staring it down, I was like, okay, so I'm gonna spend four hours to just, like, get my ship ability to, to buy parts that are expensive? Like, that's crazy. And, and
3: that's the biggest problem, like, like, there are so many systems in the game that, you know, I, I definitely come from a camp of, I don't want everything spoon-fed to me as far as how a game needs to be played, but when you, once you open that ship building thing, it's like, I don't even know what i'm looking at dude this doesn't make any sense and just through through...
1: mark remember you and i talking about that early oh my gosh literally just tell me what button i have to click to add a part it's like okay here you don't click the ship you have to click any random space out (laughs) in space and then it brings up the menu to start building the ship but until then it will not do that it's just absolute
2: madness it, through sheer force it's, of it, will you don't, you don't realize, realize. <laughs> you don't realize how much you need google when when there's you know Dude, it's pre-release we, we were
1: gameplay counseling each other we were yeah. like basically like live chatting the staff just to be like so like seriously i have contraband and i cannot land anywhere what am i supposed to do with this like what do I do? And like there's yeah. just no way to know that. It's that's that's kind of fun stuff.
3: You, you sell it and like then you buy it back. <laughs> what what do you mean? You have never you never sold contraband before, guys? Come on.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: I'm sorry, Nick. What did you
1: uh,
3: Google that answer? No. <laughs> so just, we were out there I the I intuited World West, it because man. that's what the game expects you to do. Like that that's the thing with me. There, there's there's things in this Hold game on, that Nick. are designed Where for you, you s- to uncover.
1: You can't sell contraband because you can't enter a system with contraband with any sellers. So you have to know of a system that has sellers I guess that, I got lucky because I just
3: sold it to the, the yeah, UC dude. I, I guess I just got that's lucky that's the problem <laughs> and,
1: well, and yeah th- also there's a lot of things that are unexplained there that's also, like a problem you can't just say go to a vendor you literally can't go to a vendor
3: these chumps got bed. stuck in jail but I, I made it out scot-free
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey getting thrown in jail is dope because then you get to join the crimson fleet and that's like one yeah. of the best parts of the game so yeah You have to get
1: arrested once to get the whole faction quest.
0: Yeah. I agree with all the critiques about the menus. It's all so clunky trying to navigate through all that. Yeah. Um, a lot of unnecessary menus. Yeah, too. yeah. It's just like you know, we have decades of data on what what works in a video game menu. You don't just just go with that, Bethesda. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. I mean,
3: Bethesda hired a modder to do like the cluttering and stuff like that. I was like, hire the modder to do the sky UI. So <laughs> Fallout Four.
2: We we I had to jump into Fallout Four to capture. There's a scene in our review that I that I captured for dan where it's like it shows Fallout Four shows you pulling up your menu and then it shows it, it like if you go to a vendor and it shows their menu on the other side why did they take that out like i can't i, I can't like fathom why they were like know. hey you know how you could see both nah. Yeah, <laughs> cut,
1: and they don't tell you that. when you can see both there's like certain times you'll go to a vendor on a planet and and if you click the lb button you can actually sell straight from your ship. Mm -hmm. Like you would never know that when you just show up on Cydonia or like, (laughs) I wish I could sell all the stuff on my ship. You don't ever
3: really know that there's a shared inventory either without poking around, like just analyzing every menu and every button prompt. And
2: and, and I think (laughs) this is where our confusions with the contraband came from is that your ship, your default ship, the Frontier has a, a cargo hold and a captain's locker. And it never yeah. tells you what the difference between those two are. And so I was mm-hmm. like, oh, the captain's locker, that's for the contraband. Nope, you need to have a shielded cargo for contraband. And good luck finding one. And good luck. Just do the Manta <laughs> side quest. I'm just telling everybody right now, go do the Manta side quest. Get the razor okay. leaf. You're <gasps> good to go. You're I like s- yeah, go. <laughs> But to pick up the Manta <laughs> like side quest, you too.
1: have to look up how to do that because it doesn't just fall in your
2: lap. So that's a problem, too. Go to IGN.com slash wiki slash Starfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like,
0: you know, again, eight hours in. My impression is that I like it, just not as much as Fallout or Skyrim. How much time have you spent with a Nick?
3: Uh, I'm like 20 hours in, okay. roughly. Uh, definitely feeling the the pains from, like, I loved Fallout 4. I know Me mechanically and, like, I think narratively, Fallout 4 kind of suffers in comparison to something like New Vegas. But, um no, I, I'm digging it. The one thing that I'm kind of uh, tired of with a lot of Bethesda RPGs is the uh, do it like you can do everything as the player because you are the most important person in the world of the games. Like that's what I really yeah. that's what I really miss from New Vegas, where you can lock yourself out of content because you made a choice mm-hmm. to side with X faction. Whereas Starfield is very much in the Skyrim vein. like nah, you can do everything, dude. You're the most important character yeah, here.
2: It, well, it's that Bethesda trope, right? Yeah. You're a nobody. You're a minor. Literally an hour later, you're like, you are a god, high Someone ranking shows constellation. Up, just gives member. you their ship,
3: yes, like, my l- yeah, ship. Yeah, Literally, yeah, there's you, like, ship, I don't you, know, man. You got this weird <laughs> alien artifact, you're probably important,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and they would just let anyone go get that alien artifact and touch it, like, whatever. Anyone's <laughs> fine, anyone's <laughs> fine. Yeah. yeah, there's
1: there's examples of very weak storytelling in it, and then there's examples of really fun storytelling. In
2: it. Yeah, there, there's moments yeah. Which, the, like the faction, the faction quests are the standout. Yeah, like the UC they're, stuff they're really was good.
3: so much fun. Like I loved exploring the, the the modern museum that they have, learning about the history of the world of Starfield, and then that stuff pops yeah. up. It, it pops up in interesting ways and you can also like answer questions based on knowledge that you learn from that museum and the game's like, "Oh, wow, you actually paid attention." I think that's yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, last night I did my first side quest that I really liked. I think it's called First Contact. <laughs> you know this one? Remember that one? I'll talk about it for a minute. So, in case you know, it's just a side quest. But in case you don't want a spoiler, you can jump ahead a couple minutes. Because it's called First Contact. It's where you find there's like a, a planet with like a resort on it, and people are walking around in their bathing suits and stuff. And so it's just this like fancy resort. But this ship has appeared in an orbit. That's like an eyesore to them, and they can't they can't communicate with them. <laughs> oh so they my ask, gosh! You remember this one? Have you done this? So they no, ask no, me to go up. It just up and sounds like,
1: awesome. <laughs> I, I know about this one.
0: They go out and you know see what the deal is. And when I get up there and I dock on the ship, I find out that it's like. Uh, a generational ship where it's a ship that left from Earth t- hundreds of years ago carrying a group of people and over time they had children and the original people died and then the <laughs> next people had children and they died and Finally they because they left Earth everyone had to leave her Things got really bad It was time to get the F out of Dodge from Earth <laughs> And So now finally they've arrived at their destination Which is this planet that already has this resort in it But their communication stuff from when they the ship was built hundreds of years ago can't communicate with the planet now And they just want to, like, land on this planet and finally start their new life. And the captain of the planet is, like, the great, 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 great granddaughter of the original people. And I'm like, well, this is such a cool idea. You could do so much with this. This could be a TV show or a movie. I mean,
3: that sounds like a vault from Fallout. Like, the concept of a vault. That's exactly what I
1: was going to say, Nick. And that's another thing this game is missing, is that you could play this with never, not ever finding what Damon found. And that's fine, right? Because sometimes you wouldn't find a vault. But there's also, like, there's not that much of it and like a bunch of people I know have been playing this game and Dan called out that exact thing as the coolest side quest he found in the entire game Mm. in his review and like like there's just not a lot of that like Mm. I if there was a hundred scenarios like that and you're like you just got to find them you got to go to the planetary systems and look for somebody that appears then like I would have the motivation to go do that that'd be really neat but you a hundred percent of the time you go to a system without anything there, nothing happens. And then you, mm-hmm. you go to a planet and you're like, go to a few more. And they're like, okay, the, the third one I went to, somebody tried to talk to me, but it's a scientist looking for iron. And then they just move on. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's, it just doesn't have that vault stuff.
3: Not That's enough authored, idea. not enough authored experiences. Hmm. The ones that are there are very good, but man, yeah. just the lack—you you really feel the lack of them when there's very little to
0: do outside of the
3: authored experiences.
2: Yeah.
0: Here's yep. something I wanted to bring up. Something that I think could drive a certain group of people insane. Uh, I th- I think, and this is could be up for debate. I think a seven out of ten takes uh, Starfield completely out of the discussion for game of the year. And there's some talk about this in the Facebook group. Someone asked just Mm. that very question, and Pear actually responded, saying, we don't consider scores when nominating games for Game of the Year. Okay, but let's see.
2: (laughs) I have some data here. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Uh, Yo, is this a surprise Game of the Year watch episode? (laughs)
0: Let's go. (laughs) 49 games have scored higher than Starfield this year, so... There'd be some real mental gymnastics that would have to be made to justify why Starfield would need to be nominated but over Damon, I think 49 other games. The point, games. Is, the point
1: is, is that we give our reviewers complete leeway to evaluate a game on their own. That's so true. there is a chance that one of our co-workers would really like or really dislike a game that turns out that the rest of the staff just was head over heels over. Mm-hmm. Now that could have happened for a game like Undertale that year, right? Mm-hmm. Like say somebody was assigned Undertale and it wasn't a worldwide phenomenon and then everybody on staff played it and now it's a bunch of people's favorite game on our staff. Like that year, it could have won game of the year. It this is not what happened. I'm not even saying, I'm just using this complete off the wall example I don't remember what happened that year with Undertale but that would be an example of like maybe Undertale could have gotten a, a six from somebody who just didn't care at all about it and then a bunch of other people were like that's my 11 out of 10 game mm-hmm. that's a, that's a chance where that could happen
0: sure somebody I, would have that's to make... never happened before it has never right. I, I wanted to point that out a seven has never won game of the year and I don't think no. a seven has ever even been nominated for game of the year
3: I think somebody would have to really make a just like court case of the century style case like it, yeah. the the <laughs> thing I the thing I've always appreciated about our the IGN game of the year discussion I, I've always like when I was an outsider looking I was like what does that actually look like once I joined it gets heated people yeah. people have it's to fun. people have to stand up and like make the case for the game so you would have to be just a lawyer yeah, but, material to to put, but, make the but case but what's for this cool one, about it
2: though is we do have those game of the year meetings, right? I've, I've, Mm -hmm. It, compared to Sam and Damon, I'm I'm still like a baby at IGN, but I've 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 been a staff member since 2017, so that's a that's a lot of. It, it, we we may have these like big meetings, but at the end of the day, it's like it, we just vote, and yeah. and it really doesn't matter what happened in those meetings. I you could go rogue and just be like, this is this was my game so of the year.
1: To, <laughs> take this, to, to just kind of back up everybody's points about game scores too. Like, take this scenario. There's absolutely people in our staff that don't like. Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. And should one of those people have reviewed the game, that probably would have been like a weird pairing for you know, editorially to get somebody to review a game. But maybe they like Breath of the Wild and really didn't like Tears of the Kingdom. But what whatever the case, there's people that Tears that it bounced off Tears of the Kingdom. They would have absolutely given that game um somewhere in the the six, seven region, uh, 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 maybe even lower, right? And if that had happened, that game would still be a contender for Game of the Year. We just don't do our review assignments that way. Mm-hmm. You know, Dan, Dan uh, took on Starfield because he's the biggest Bethesda fan I know, like yeah. from from way back. Mm-hmm. Like, well, way, he, going he reviewed
2: like way back. Fallout Four. He reviewed yeah, like all the Mass Effect I games. Mean, one and like... two
1: are like his favorite games ever, right? Besides, mm-hmm. I guess S- XCOM. So like, it totally makes sense,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Is it two? Um, I don't know. I don't
1: know anything about Fallout One and Two.
2: Fallout Two. <laughs> Fallout One's really Fallout good. Two, two. Two rules is the is is the one I, I want them to return to that setting because that's the one in San Francisco, correct? And I'm like, man, I would love a Fallout. Is it really? So that that's Francisco. the one that talks about the California <laughs>
1: Republic.
2: You're that's right, cool. but yeah, but. They're top down. They're 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 a different type of game. Yeah. Hey, I, top I down them, games are
3: popular again. CRPGs yeah, no, are they, back, they baby. They are sure.
2: they are a different type of game. Oh, I well, and that's what I was about to say. So it's like when I think about like game of the year, right, I think about a game that like I could not wait to play. And mm-hmm. after seventy hours of Starfield, there's there's never been a moment where I'm like I cannot wait to play this. I can't wait for work to get over or, or the weekend. Mark I
1: and I both had to happened. work on this game for a couple of weeks, and it was kind of like a, I'm going to work on this during work hours after yep. the, maybe. the the
2: first yeah starfield quickly became my uh yeah this is my work game Mm. versus Mm. tears of the kingdom that i got the game on at launch you know i didn't get it early i went to the store and bought it like everybody else i played it all weekend probably 20 hours and then was like oh man i gotta go to work tomorrow oh wait uh-huh. my job is to play and cover this game i can't <laughs> wait and i would just play and i would cover it and then i and then i'd eat dinner and then i would just play zelda like i couldn't wait Mark,
1: are you do you like Baldur's gate 3 though also right
2: so i i was gonna that's next Baldur's gate 3 every time i'm not playing Baldur's gate 3 i want to be playing Baldur's gate 3 that's how i was for Diablo when Diablo first came out and Hogwarts Legacy. So like those are my four right now that I would mm. choose. Starfield is not even on that list for me. There's mm-hmm. there's never been a moment where I'm like I cannot wait to play Starfield. And sorry me, after me. after 70 hours that's no uh, longer my problem. If if your game hasn't grabbed me yet. Yeah, I think
1: Resident Evil 4, Metroid have grabbed me the most besides Zelda this year. Those are those are my others right now. But Metroid will count for game of our, our, our year, but I
2: love that game.
3: I haven't even finished Starfield, but I'm just thinking. Maybe I should go for the second and third ending in Armored Core Six. Like, There you go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice. We were talking. I, about- I'm wondering how much. It's it's not fair, but I'm also wondering how much Baldur's Gate kind of ruined like Starfield for me because I I don't no, know no. if even, like did anybody else play Baldur's Gate? Like, oh yeah, I I've just Bethesda, dipped my toes in it. Bethesda was the quintessential like. You see that man there, you can shoot him in the face, and it's going to completely change everything about the game. And then you kind of quickly kind of figure out that that's actually not true. Like, there's a lot of characters you can't kill.
3: Like, Bethesda hasn't really been that Bethesda since Morrowind, though. Like, Morrowind was like, dude, you've altered fate forever by killing this quest giver. Good luck. Mm -hmm. We we suggest rolling back your save. Exactly. Baldur's (laughs)
2: Gate has so many, like, opportunities to solve... Every problem. I don't know how they do it. Every time you, like, touch a blade of grass in that game, your quest log gets updated (laughs) because everything you did affected some of the quests. My wife is pissed because she's been playing so much Baldur's Gate, and then all of a sudden she found out she's trying to, like, get with the Druid guy. She found out he (laughs) left the camp, and she can't figure out Why? And she had to revert back like eight hours because the game Ooh. it was just – she finally found it. And it was just like, wholesome does not agree with how, the way you handled that and has left to start his own journey. And that's it. He's gone. And so nice. she's like, nope. And she reverted back. <laughs> she wants her druid okay. daddy. That's it's, great. What a game, man. That's it's that's crazy. Yeah, I did. That. That's going to be splitting the staff,
1: right?
0: I just yeah. fired up. Yeah, the, the game's um, all about it. The PS5 yeah. version of Baldur's Gate this week, um, but I think I'm gonna yeah. mainline Starfield first and then come back to that. I know be, I'm. it. that would be wise. I know I'm gonna love Baldur's yeah. Gate. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the US. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region, where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. But then, before all that, on my long. trip to Germany for Gamescom, I played a hell of a lot of Pikmin Four. Oh man! And it's so good. Oh, what cool. a game! Like Sam Yay. has been singing its praises uh, for a while now, but like it's—I mean, it's easily the best Pikmin game. I think it's like my top three games of the year. I think it's probably Tears of the Kingdom. I forgot about that.
1: Uh, I would throw that in mind too.
0: Resident Evil Four and Pikmin Four. It's so good. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I've played all the Pikmin games. I've liked them all.
3: They, They've—it's it, yeah. the only franchise that I could say every game has just been better than the last one and it's like iterated in this such is a way big
1: leap too. yeah
3: exactly i i devoured pikmin <sighs> 4 in like one weekend 100 of that bad boy wow. i'm so sad i'm wow. it's done like i i I, loved I haven't, that I haven't played so it much. but it,
2: it looks like my game so i, I think i'm gonna wait yeah. for like christmas you know it's, it's, that's a good time to that time like, where it's like all right well because <clears> we do that for game of the year right that's another yeah. like f- point that is like we try to take december to like get through all the, and this is like totally a blind spot for me. Uh,
1: this makes me want to play it right now.
3: Dude, use, your, <laughs> use that Nintendo voucher, get Mario Wonder, get Pikmin 4... Call it a day. Yeah. I,
2: used the, I used the voucher for Cheers of the Kingdom and pick yeah, and
0: that's for it. what I did too. <laughs> oh, I don't
2: know what that is. Tell me, tell me about it after $100. the podcast because I don't, I don't know what that is. You have to $100. $100 is a
3: voucher. You have to be a Switch Online member though yeah. to get
0: access
2: Which to am. the
3: privilege to pay a hundred dollars. You <laughs> pay a hundred dollars and you get to
0: redeem just, it for two games. Yeah. So you're saving like what $20, 30 bucks. Yeah, exactly. Twenty bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah so, I mean, I might as well because I'm absolutely gonna buy Mario Wonder. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah, I think it's so just it's all like, the first party stuff. Most of
0: the first party stuff, I believe.
2: Yeah.
1: But, Damon, oh, cool. was that not, as you tease the best game that you played this week?
0: That's not the best entertainment oh. software I've been experiencing <laughs> mm-hmm. recently. Oh, gosh. Let's that goes it. to the making of Karateka. Oh, man. I got to check that out. It's so good. It's amazing. And I know Sam's been playing it, too. Watching I it. mean, it last night. And I
1: freaking beat Kar- Karateka for the first time <laughs> ever.
0: Yeah. I beat the
1: game after like watching these documentaries, a game that I don't give a crap about until I watch these documentaries. And I was like, this is the coolest
0: game ever. <laughs> Dude, it's so... And so, first of all, Jordan Mechner does pronounce it Karateka, but I still don't like that. I
3: thought it was Karateka.
0: It yeah. should be, because it's a real word, <laughs> a Japanese word that just means someone who practices karate. Karateka. I don't know why adding... Ka at the end would change the pronunciation of the <laughs> yeah. word. Um,
3: is this, this a digital eclipse? Digital eclipse? Produce? Yeah.
0: So just the best... They're pros. Just the best at um, preserving older games and contextualizing them. So they did Atari 50 <sighs> last year. They did the Kalzana collection. This Lander is the same
1: collection. package as Atari 50, where it's where it's, it throws Except a just timeline <laughs> of, yeah, of, of the game's creation with infinite things about that game and a documentary interposed yes. that is wonderful. Best dad in games. Ever. oh my god what better than kratos better than anybody this is the best father ever It's jordan Mector's real life father
0: and what a gift he's he's still with us and he's all over this thing he's in all these interviews and he's so great and so cool i just can't believe this package is so awesome this
1: dad like did the soundtrack for his teenage son's game <laughs> talked to him about it constantly yes and remembers Aww. all of these moments now and it was like Remember when I told you to add the Tori gates in and I showed you from our my photos from going to Japan? He's like, wow, actually I didn't remember that till now, oh but gosh. now I do remember. It's like the sweetest
0: thing. It's so good. Thing. It's unbelievable. And like Karataka is not, you know, it, it was an <laughs> important influential at the time, but I don't think people talk about it very much today. On this very yeah. show, we spent a lot of time talking about old games. I don't know that we've ever had much of a conversation about Karataka. But, like, yeah. this, this still got made and exists and is amazing. Uh, anyone, anyone in Scoop Nation that has, like, an interest in retro gaming, classic gaming, I, you have to check it out. It's required playing yeah. and viewing. It also, like, makes playable early, like, prototypes of games that Jordan Mechner made before... Karotica that were like <laughs> right a lot fluffy. of asteroid ripoffs. They're just playable now in there's some you can play different Incredible. prototype versions of Karateka. And then Digital, Digital Eclipse has made their own modernized take on Karateka. That's very cool to play through. And that's
1: the one that I beat. And it yes. has commentary that goes on as you move along in it. Yes. And the the documentary explains to you what's amazing about Karateka. And then and then Mike Micah, uh, the developer at Other Ocean, who does the commentary, explains to you basically from his perspective. Why it's a it really difficult game to recreate or port, and both are like interesting stories. And one you you learn while you play the game, and like again like I played it a couple times, and then I watched the docs, and then I played a little more, and then I watched the docs, and then I was like I have to beat this game after watching yeah. the docs, and I had a really fun time by the end of it because I understood why it was was interesting and fun, and it, I gave myself eleven lives and I was able to beat it. <laughs>
3: I feel like um, you guys have probably seen this a lot just because you've been, you know, at IGN much longer than myself or Mark. But I feel like a hypothetical question that always comes up in in our space is just what does a Criterion edition of video games look like? Exactly. And like ever mm. since you know Mega Man Legacy Edition or Legacy Collection, mm. it's like digital. Nobody doesn't like digital clips because, Best. like you said, they provide all the context you need if you're if you're learning what this is for the very first time. So I'm very excited to dive in and check. this. I can play it on anything. But let
1: me let me yeah, just like like one up that for a second. Their packages before of collections were, were great. Like we, yeah. we gave this them high scores different. usually. They're great. But this is like this is like a living museum that's interactive and playable. It's as fun to play as it is to watch and interact with. It I, I've it, it it's a new level of just just yeah. any any yeah. multimedia teaching about the past mm. it, it's just it's remarkable at atari 50 i said all that in my review like i yeah. can't believe it and to see the second one come out for like a game that i i really didn't care about at all uh, is amazing and of course like at the end they have a little teaser for the first prince of persia which is like yeah they could easily do that next you know but like yeah it's it's incredible
0: yeah it's <laughs> Uh, there's like three things that made Karateka cool at the time. It was like it was more cinematic than any game had been before that. And then of course there's the animations, the rotoscope animations, mm-hmm. which were a suggestion by Jordan Mechter's father. Jeez. And then it yeah. has, he has all the footage. It's just his, it's him, his dad, and his sister running around in the woods behind their house, <laughs> and he has all this super eight footage of them doing the moves from the game. And his mother's And they
1: superimpose it in the documentaries. Yeah. Yes. And then there's a little interactive feature where you can draw a bar back and forth and watch the animations play out.
0: That's so, so cool. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then the third thing was the music. It actually had a score, which was really unusual at the time. And the score was written by Jordan Mechter's dad, who's a classically trained pianist. <laughs> it's just like
1: what And and who figured out how to make the the buzzes made by a chip on the Mac or the Apple, Apple II. Like into tones that were equivalent to what he was composing on a piano. Wow. Like they basically invented these like melodies. Like barely there is barely any melodies on a computer at this point. They were in arcade games and stuff, but to get it out of the Apple was like they explain all that.
2: It's incredible. It's like yeah. using machine sounds? That's at, wild. Yeah.
1: One at one yeah, basically a buzz that one chip can do. One one mm. one one thing that Jordan like at one point Jordan Mechner is like, Dad, like what did you even think of video games or like me being into this and not really going to class? And he's like well, I just thought it would be, like, super important to support your passions. Because when a parent supports a kid's passions, it usually turns out okay. Oh. I'm like, that is the most profound, <laughs> yes, like, fair. crazy trust he put into his kid <laughs> yeah. and it worked out. But you can tell it worked for his father, too, because his father's, like, you know, like, he's a businessman. Yeah, know, is but like man? he is, Yeah, but he's, like, a composer and a classical, or he's a classical pianist. And, like, all this stuff, you know, and, like, you can just tell that he pursued his passions
0: and was successful in it.
3: Yeah,
0: it's It's heartwarming.
3: Where where can I experience this?
0: I think it's on every... It's on everything. Yeah, I play it on PS5. Switch is what I did. It's on Switch. It's on PC. It's so great. It's just the making of Karateka Karateka. It's amazing. Okay, the one other thing I wanted to mention this week is we got a bunch of updates on Mario Wonder. There was a Nintendo Direct. This is, I guess, a week or two ago now. Uh, I I continue to think Mario Wonder looks awesome, but when this game was originally announced, yeah. Sam wasn't too impressed, and I wonder if that's changed at all. Yeah. He's still not into it. Ready? Ready? Yeah. Yep. Ready? Oh, oh, oh. He's doing it! Two thumbs! Cool. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he's, yeah,
2: I, it, he's just walking Phoenix from run. Gladiator.
1: <laughs> no, no, it was great. I, I, what I like about this game now is what they showed in the direct and what Ryan McCaffrey had to say in his preview. Yeah. But The direct really showed... But you know, it will it's it's gonna be a new Super Mario Brothers game, right? There might be yeah. three things to collect per level, but I like how the map screen has a little bit of the now you can go to any level in order in those kind of like open areas. Open areas yeah. And then I, I like how the, the, the level transformations look completely unique for each level. I like how they showed you could skip the end post on one level with a level transformation. Mm-hmm. Did oh, you see that? That was like a little bit Mario World. Huh. Um yeah, so there's 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 more in this game. It's it's never gonna be they're, they never base these games off of Yoshi's Island or Super Mario World or Mario 3. They just, they're just they just not doing that. I don't know why. They're basing everything on New Super Mario Brothers, but this yeah. looks like a much better version of New Super Mario Brothers so far.
0: Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I like this. So you got these eight playable characters. Two of them are for kids because Yoshi and Nabbit don't take damage. Mm-hmm. They can still fall into pits, <laughs> but like that'll be good to but they
3: got to learn failure somehow.
0: Yeah, that'll be good to handle. <laughs> like, yeah. But does anyone wish the... Characters played differently like they did in Mario 2. In Mario 2, yeah, that's
3: the I one thing. That. Yeah. yeah. I, I want Princess yeah, Peach they, to float.
2: Yeah. <sighs> there, there's so many things about like I, I I'm not gonna say like Yoshi the games, floats. Like the, the games got like worse because that's that's absolutely not true. But like there's so many things about early Mario games that exactly what Sam's saying, that it's like, what what was it so magical about Mario 3 and Mario World that they can't recreate? in the like new science they're, they're, it's
1: because they're, they they want to make them more accessible so they don't want to do like hey <laughs> by the le- by the fourth world you probably can't beat these levels if you're a little kid you need help mm-hmm. with them y- they, y- they just don't want to do that and then they don't want to do the like they feel like the way of like hiding things and making mm-hmm. levels replayable and like salt so- super full of secrets they feel like they're still doing that but what they're doing really is doing that in like a really a smoothed over way. Like the idea of Mario world, like since some levels you could find a key, some levels you could find a secret exit by going under the gold post. Some levels just didn't have that at all. Like there's these variations, but these are like, okay, in every level, there's going to be basically three big purple things. Yeah. And we'll hide them. That's the that's the secret they're going for, and like that's where maybe the level transformations will help with that a little bit. But that was the new Super Mario Bros. thing. There's like there's three big coins or whatever in each level. Mm. We'll hide them, but really this game is about getting to the goalpost at the end, and we're yeah. going to make it pretty easy until World Eight Four.
2: Well, and they, they took they t- yeah they took the the 3D elements and put them in a side scroller, right? So like the triple <laughs> jumping, the wall kicking, the stuff like that. I I think I think that made them a lot. The the, the game's still like like a lot less vertical. Remember, like in Mario Three, like you'd always want to fly because you'd always want to see what's up there. And Mario World, they like rewarded that all the time. Like you would just go up there, and there'd just be coins up there. (laughs) You're like, why? Um, Yeah, but the game game does look cool. It's and that's why it's funny. really
1: important in um, Yoshi's Island too. All those levels are like sprawling levels, like mm-hmm. just like passages that lead around and come back in caves and, you know, above ground with huge clouds. And, like that, that's really good. But in, this, in these newer games, it's like, well, we'll make a level with a helicopter hat and you get a bunch of coins in the sky, but it's yeah. never like, if you have this, you can go explore this area that you didn't have. Oh, do like, you like, remember? World.
2: In Mario like, 3, stuff. like, yeah, you, you would, you'd, you'd, roll up into a level and it's like ice blocks and the and there's coins yeah. in there and if you didn't have a firepower you i like yeah. i remember that used to like it used to blow my mind that i could remember mm-hmm. that it's like okay i gotta have the firepower when mm-hmm. i go into this level because yeah. then i get exactly. to hit i get to melt all the blocks like that was so fun when i was a kid maybe it's just because i was a kid that, yeah. that i'm not no, realizing those,
1: those that are, that's, <laughs> no that's cool nuance in the games if you save a p-wing for the tank levels yeah. at the end, you can completely you just skip,
2: skip them. them. Oh yeah, man, it's so fun! What it, I think no, the, the game does cool. A, I, I'm just also <laughs> a 3D Mario guy, and I, I want Mario Odyssey yeah. too. Or 2 uh, yeah. I,
1: I think these are just there's pasteurized <laughs> versions of those. But this looks like there's a little bit of twist. And it's good. Now, there's some exceptions. New Super Luigi was extremely difficult. That's like that's like Super Mario Brothers 2 Japan style, yeah. which I think is right, really interesting. Right. And then. I think New Super Mario Bros. 2 is really cool because they just threw a bunch of stuff out the window and they're like, let's just make this about collecting as many coins as possible. And like some people were like, well, this is different. I'm like, yeah, it's different. You don't just run to the end <laughs> of the level. It's, it's, it's really neat. Like, I, I think that game's really cool too. So there's been moments. So maybe this could be more like one of those two.
2: I just yeah. want to be Elephant Peach. And I get to be. Next be month. And Mario Maker has cool yeah, stuff yeah. that Nintendo made, right? Mario Maker's always
1: had neat stuff.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Mario Wonder looks awesome. Can't wait. Okay, we have an email that um, is going to be relevant to at least Sam's interests. Viewers, listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Andrew Rabashaw did. He said, over the weekend for Labor Day, we were able to successfully break the world record for marathon pinball. Has this news made it to your ears, Sam? No. The previous record was set in Canada in 2021 at the time of 48 hours total. Jeez. Two days of playing... I guess one pinball machine. When it was finally time to call it quits, after I could not stand anymore, we had made it to sixty-two hours and twenty minutes. He was playing the Stranger Things table for that or machine for that Mm. long, Sam. Mm. Says the Bat Cave, located in Lakeland, Florida, is a large collection of pinball games ranging from nineteen seventy to current releases. Thank you to all the team who provided around-the-clock help to make this accomplishment possible. I would like to send an official invite to Sam to come and enjoy the t- the mini machines we have down here mm. in Lakeland, which includes all limited and collector's editions that have been released in the past few years.
1: Ooh, that's cool that they got the LEs and the CEs. Those are That's normally not arcade fair. That's what uh, my arcade here in San Francisco likes to specialize in is... Uh, uh, you know getting these kind of rarer versions of the games that usually people just buy and put in their houses because they're really expensive they're hard to pay off so it's really an honor to have that now what i, I there's i'm always like curious about marathon gaming like um there's kind of funny things like uh in asteroids or like uh, Qbert, you can like rack up enough lives that you can like walk away and have a slice of pizza or go <laughs> to the bathroom right and so it's like I don't really understand in pinball, like you know what what that is. So I'd be just curious to know like what the Guinness situation setup is for that. Is it like well you actually get a break every fifteen
0: minutes? Or I'm sorry, every hour.
2: So. Is it multiple people? Like in multiple? people no, just Yeah, I,
0: maybe. No, it's just him. Yeah. And I, I like they
2: were talking about this no. on
0: on Reddit. You're allowed a five okay. minute bathroom break once an hour, and they're bankable. So if you don't have to go in uh, one hour, then the next hour you have 10 minutes. The
3: bankable part feels broken to really? me. Really? I feel like the bankable part is like, nah, you only get five minutes, dude. You, can, you're, There's no saving this up. So you want to use the bathroom or do you want to eat? You choose. I feel like that's the metagame you got to do with these Guinness. So really the
1: endurance <laughs> is from staying awake for that long, which is really yeah. difficult, and yeah. doing anything. Multiple days. Let alone standing.
3: But then, right, which w- is really w- within the rules, though, you would bank enough five minutes so that you can sleep for like you get one REM cycle yeah, in, and yeah, then yeah. you're good to go for another. You get, you get, another you get 12 a good
2: hours. 45 minutes in two
0: days,
2: <laughs> <laughs> only if you play nine hours straight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was good, and he also. Um, uh, go ahead, Sam.
1: How much did you hate Stranger Things after that?
0: <laughs> it? It's not. That's not a great machine, is it?
1: It's okay. It, it, it it's uh, it's interesting because it like kind of. Uh, knocks off the layout of a very famous game, Attack from Mars, mm. where it has like a central thing that 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 you hit a lot with like a slow oh, the ramp that's kind of fun. Like it has a little projector that like opens up. It's really neat. But then the, the the fan pattern around it is kind of like a nice like every shot thing. People that like pinball and playing pinball a lot really like that game. But you know, also Stranger Things goes in and out of people's interest, so it's not like a evergreen theme, so to speak.
2: Mm. Mm.
0: Andrew also uh, gave a 20 question suggestion that I did not select because I didn't think anybody would get it, not even Sam. It was high speed pinball in NES. I don't know that. I would have got it, that.
1: I have it for, yeah, yeah, they, 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 those are really funny. Uh, there's a high speed actually 10 feet behind me, behind this row of games. But um, what's funny, they did that in Pinbot, and they, uh, the Play Choice has, like, I have a Pinbot for Play Choice. So it's oh. like an upright NES game on the Play Choice arcade machine. Which That's is. awesome.
0: I've never played high-speed pinball, but it's a rare game.
3: Oh, wow.
2: I'd I'd have got that one. Yeah, I bet you would, would, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well,
0: that brings us to the real 20 questions pick. This week our selection comes from Justin from Texas. And as a little hint, he says, this game was one of the more unique games I've ever played. Oh, no no. Oh, high speed pinball. Let the <laughs> questioning begin. How mean would that be if- <laughs> yeah,
3: That's quite the quite the zag, Damon. Yeah,
1: it's a uh, that's also a funny game because it's from the Valley Midway era pre-Williams. Hmm. So it's like that arc, you know the arcade maker that made uh more combat stuff so those machines midway looks. So
2: sorry, sorry like the awesome hint was it's one of the more unique games he's ever played. Yeah, that's correct. Oh. All right. Is okay. it from
3: the 70s, 80s or 90s?
2: No. All right. So maybe
1: it's not so it's not Seaman. No. <laughs> that's the most unique game. It's, it's a pretty unique <laughs> game.
3: <laughs> it could be Hey You Pikachu though. Oh, wait, no, that's 90s. Too,
1: oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mm. Nintendo 64 is a weird console. Um. Was mm-hmm. this game here. made in Japan? No.
3: Is it made in the U.S.?
2: No. Okay. Oh, it's made in Nova Scotia.
1: So maybe it's like a Yubi game or something. Um.
2: Uh,
1: was this game originally uh, a console exclusive?
2: No. All right. We've we've narrowed nothing down. Let's see Did it, here. it originally
1: <laughs> come out on a, a
2: disc-based medium? Yes. That's five. <laughs>
1: playstation
2: all right hmm
0: so not a game
1: boy game or ds of any
2: right but we have what 23 years of of was this
1: available on a nintendo platform
2: no oh cool we need we need to nail down like generation so um, yeah is this from the 360 generation yes
3: okay Perfect. So 360 or PS3? Three
2: three sixty PS3 PC. Uh he said no Nintendo console, so mm-hmm. like we.
3: And it's not a console uh, exclusive.
2: Not so, exclusive, so it's come out to all of them. What's a
3: unique game on both of those? Maybe it's like
2: the uh, oh, one, <laughs> <laughs> one versus one
3: hundred. One versus one hundred on the three sixty. Yeah, arcade.
1: yeah. Something like very, that. Very unique. Mm. But um did this game get good scores, Damon? Yes.
3: Mm. Do we need
1: to know if it's on the 360 specifically? Because what if it's cross-platform but it's on iPhone and PC?
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah, because we said no console exclusive. <laughs> uh, but man, that'd be super weird if, if it was it's like it's part of that generation, but not on those consoles. Uh
1: we can wait on that. If we
2: need like I want to, I want to <laughs> say it's like something like Portal because at the time Portal was unique. I don't know if if in twenty twenty three people would be like that was the most yeah. unique game I've <laughs> ever played. Like, but I, f- I
3: feel we, like you we, would frame like a unique experience as like that was unique, like a, something. There's a novelty to it as opposed to yeah, a yeah. cool gameplay mechanic. You know?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, we can uh, get some genres out of the way. We can do like, is this a shooter puzzle or?
2: I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like it could be a puzzle game, like unique. Like it should, it could be a puzzle game.
3: Do we want to do like shooter puzzle?
1: Is this a shooter puzzle or action game? (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) All three. I mean, you' sweating. (laughs) Action's a pretty broad (laughs) genre. (laughs) Okay. Should I choose a different one?
2: Maybe just shooter puzzle,
0: like. You want to just include everything that could be in action? I can answer the question if you want to do that. Oh, no, 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 no,
2: no. (laughs) no,
3: no. I mean, the answer is yes, then.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the answer would be yes. And Do do you play as... Everything's an action game.
3: Do you play as a... Human? Uh, Yeah, human, do you play as a
0: human? Yes.
2: Okay. Okay. Chell is a human. Still poor. Is this a
1: violent
0: game? Yes, not overly so, but yeah. Okay. There, you do you. There's violence, and that's ten, by the way.
1: Is the violence done with uh, guns? <clears throat>
0: um, not on. Not no. Not on your part. Uh, Maybe it's oh, something like Mad
3: World they, or something. That game looks like crazy, unique, and. There's, I don't there's know. Violence. I'm still getting.
2: I'm still getting Portal because there's guns, <laughs> but you don't have right, the guns. Yeah, that's that's true. true. The turrets have the guns. There's Maybe, violence, do you, but they like, not ask overly if was on violent. But, too, then.
1: But the puzzle. But the puzzle thing would have tripped that, right? He oh, just well, yes. he never. He, he just, never
2: answered that question. I know,
1: but like it wouldn't have been a problem because he could have just said yes.
2: Yeah. 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 Unique.
3: Broad that's action game. Though.
2: I'm just. I'm <laughs> trying to. I'm trying to put myself in the mindset of something that's unique in in, in the 360. Because like that generation did create a lot of like unique experiences that in 2023 people may not find so unique. So it's like, did he find it unique back then, or is it still one of the most unique games? Like
0: either? there's a Wrath. A Wrath. I am Wrath is getting an unique hung up experience. on it. Okay. As a clarification, you can use weapons, but you are discouraged from using weapons. It does not, oh. it's not
2: helpful to you.
3: Oh, okay. maybe it's something like Mirror's Edge because Mirror's Edge, the guns are
2: bad. Oh, and like yep, running yeah. around in first yep. person is really unique. And, and mo- most, yeah, well, yeah, because it was a parkour game. Most of the time you got a gun in, in Mirror's Edge, like once it, your ammo was gone, like you would just drop it.
3: Is this game mm-hmm. in first person?
2: Yes. I think
0: it might be Mirror's does it, Edge. Does this game,
2: <laughs> uh, it might be Mirror's Edge. Okay. Does this game, this game? Uh, feature it's parkour polished, running?
0: Yeah. Does this game feature parkour? Yes. Does this game
3: have stylish renditions of white and red?
0: Yes.
2: Ah, It's Mirror's Edge. Edge. (laughs) Is this game Mirror's Edge? It is Mirror's Edge.
0: Yeah, let's go. That was great, Nick.
2: (laughs) It was a team effort. You know what? And the thing is, is like, I, yeah, Mirror's Edge is still unique. Like, I know Dying Light kind of has this mechanic, but Mirror's Edge was something else, man.
1: It still looks really good, too, because of the stylization. Mm-hmm. I wonder, uh, I, I remember, like, having a little bit of fun being like, I'm going to play a, a, killin', a kill-in run of this, and you can't pick up guns <laughs> and just shoot people. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's... Yeah. It, it's one of
3: those, like, games that obviously we've seen evolved on since with stuff like Neon White, mm-hmm. but there's something so pure about the original game where it was always like, I got to do better. Like, that wasn't as cool as it could have been, so restart yeah. level. I want to get the perfect mm-hmm. run in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... um Yep, not uh, developed by DICE, so not, that's Swedish? That's Swedish, yeah. Yeah, so not developed in the US. Did you review this, Damon? No, Nate Ahern did. Shout out to Nate Nate Ahern. Ahern, Mm -hmm. What
3: what did IGN give uh, Mirror's Edge, do we know?
0: I want to say uh, the 360 version got like a high 7, but then the PC version got an (gasps) 8, I want to
2: say. I can't ever like nail down why Catalyst (gasps) didn't, like, I don't know. I don't know why, football. like, why did that game, like, kill that franchise? I, I can't, like, figure out why. I, I, I think there was just For a magic day, to it that couldn't be. Yeah, exactly. I think there's just a magic to it that they were like, let's make it bigger and better. And it turns out all we needed was the first one. Yeah. I never played Catalyst.
3: Yeah, me either. I, as much as I love Mirror's Edge, I think there was something about the time that it released where I was just like, nah, eh, I don't care yeah. about this. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, nicely job, everybody. Thank you for the suggestion, Justin in Texas. Viewers, listeners, if you have your own suggestions for 20 questions, email them to me at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Mark. Thank you to Tom working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. And we're out. Nice.